starting in lesson, so just be dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're chilling out, just enjoying a few points. And we did it. Do you, do you ever watch the one with Paddy, me, and Tom? We were drinking in my front room and we're talking about fucking Noah's Ark and we're talking about uh, Tom's talking about Tom. Uh, like it's a bit out there, like, but we're just. It, it, I have a mug of tea, but we were just pouring cans into it. Do you remember that one? No. Tea and cans. Yeah. I have no milk. I mentioned you this. But no, actually it was, was good crack like, and then Tom did the other one where he was, we were telling him to be here tonight. Yeah. But, uh, no, I don't, I, like I remember that from, from there. So I'd say earlier on to the lads, Tom and Andy were in my second last podcast. Like, I'm going to do one in the pub later on. Two of them meant to be here, they weren't here. But anyway, it's the crack with it. But, but the three, you know, were listening to a few. Bruno, you probably haven't listened to any of them. Listen to one. Did you just know that? Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> the one with Tom and Paddy. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? Did you just know that? Uh, no, I got about an hour and a half in. How long was that one? It's about two, two hours. hours. Ten minutes. <laughs> 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 no, I listened to it on the way to work and on the way home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you used to do. Like, you're going into Cork and you're yeah. listening to all of them. <laughs> I don't like some lads yeah, aren't that fucked. happy with sitting in front of a microphone and talking like that. Like, I did a tree here in the bracket, and just, yeah. no one's comfortable here at all. But no, but like a lot of stuff I was talking about though, even for like. Like the last few years, since I started podcast, I learned a whole lot from people I was talking to. Like lads in, like di- doing different diets, like even doing di- trying the vegetarian diet and all this kind of stuff. But I remember talking to you, Pro, actually, because you were big into this question now. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I remember. I remember you had a bit of a health thing where you're, you went on. Remember me and you went for a pint one night, and like we had one pint. I drove all the way to Hollywood. We had one pint, and we we're sitting there, and he was like, "Yeah." I may go home. I said, uh, "Why are you saying I'm getting sick in the jacks?" I said, "Should be grand then." And he goes, "No, I may go home." So, what the fuck? Do you want to come have a cup of tea? Like he's like, "I don't think you want to drink a cup of tea." Like, no, like, so I just drove home back to Carlo. Like, but you were going through a big detox then, weren't you? What was that about? Your your liver was like, ah, just drinking. And... But we went down the time. You were saying to me that, uh, yeah, you went off a lot of stuff that I did after. Like you went off dairy. You lay down on the dairy. You, you, like you switch to different No bread, no sugar, no dairy, no fucking nothing. No bread's core heart. Everything is bread. But that's what they say usually the meat. The more meat you eat, the better you are. I wasn't eating meat either. It was just fucking oh, fish, fish and vegetables. Fish and veg, that's yeah. it. Just feel it, no? Oh, bollocks. Yeah. Fuck. You were saying you're kind of bickering and all while doing it because you're yeah, supposed no, to be crashing. I lost about stolen weight too and kill you. Fucking. I don't know if it was good for me or not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No. But even some of the stuff you do, like, a lot of people, like, don't do it. Like, I was talking to, there's a girl in the work and she was like, 
shocking everyone. Like, you were doing the other day, Kev, at home. Yeah. You were both, every time we touched shocking, you said, you're not grounded enough. Like, and like, everyone's like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, but like, if you're, like, you know, do you ever hear what I do, like, put me, take my shoes off, put my feet in the sofa, like. Oh, yeah. Sounds really yeah. hippie but like, like, yeah, but it actually is. Like, you, you build up so much static and it lets out straight away. Yeah. Like, you do it the odd time as well, I put my Mickey in the frame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I did it again. In the frame. <laughs> She was doing my legs and my feet. She said oh, this is me, one in the time. Yeah. She said to me, You're back smoking. I said, No. She said, I said, How the fuck did you know? She said, Because she could see it coming out of my feet. Coming out of your feet? Yeah, she could see like my feet going orange from like, obviously nicotine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's scary, isn't it? Mm. Big shit. Would you ever see the same? What are we mouth? No, no. Would you notice if you notice the color change? Your feet. Well, I don't look at my feet, but when she said it, yeah. Would you ever see they say you can put an onion, tape it to the end of your foot when you're sleeping, and it'll come out real black? Like a full onion? No, no. I would say your feet. If you cut an onion Take, or, or even leave your shotgun and it'll take all the toxins from your body. Yeah, so you heard that with Perez. Oh, it'll be black. Yeah, but they say you should really do it with an organic onion because you're the only to spray with shit and you're taking it in. So if you get an organic onion, you cut it in half, go to bed, it's probably the rules going to be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. Like, if, you, if you cut an onion, you should never put it back in the fridge. It'll take all the toxins out of all the other food and just, you, when you cook it, it'll be, it'll be, it's like, you know. But no, we do a bit about like diets and stuff over, over the years. I definitely took a good few things off you from you, probably then when we went out to the toy, we were staying in the hostel all that time you were like, no, seriously switch if you switch milk and lower down your cheese intake even. But goat's cheese is actually good. And like oat milk is the closest you'll get to yeah, what normal milk. Like you try soy milk and almond, it's not great at all. Like it doesn't mix that well with like, with like your Guinness. <laughs> 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 fucking cans and tea. <laughs> but even you, Bruno, you were saying that when you knocked off the monster. Oh yeah, huge difference. Like you were even the mood. Yeah, was completely different. But the amount of like of ingredients in that. Um, yeah, I'm No, Do you ever drink that stuff in? What's that? Monster. The cans, yeah, yeah they're only very, very, very off. Oh, I've seen like, 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 I wouldn't even, you couldn't even count them because they only drink them out there. Like, the list of ingredients, even. But you're not saying 61% of sugar for them. Is it? Yeah. 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 So it's zero, <laughs> zero one, <laughs> monster, zero one, monster, like, monster, monster. Well, I appreciate it. That was good. Not too bad, Michelle. Not too bad. Fair play, you're dropping down. Well, you've seen it in the towel at some stage. For rolling now, even. Yeah. We are, yeah, with the camera from over. I don't feel like you have a. Uh, well, right at the moment, a lot to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that. Um, Willie Clinch says he's going to sit down there in a few minutes. And, Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. Yeah, I don't mind uh, sitting down at some stage. I was talking to Adrian King, he said he would. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Very good. He said to get his number. I'll give you his number there now. He's, he is big into the local history. That's exactly what we need. Yeah, yeah. Very like, like, yeah. real history or that. Yeah. So as I can give you a little bit about Just sit down for a second and talk about <coughs> Right. Um, we were talking, like, we know from the High Cross even, I was looking up stuff before I even came down, and I was hoping Willie would sit in and say a few bits about it. All I know re- roughly about it, and Moon itself is historically rich. Like, you know, I know from even Kilkee, and they dig the trenches, the 
Okay. Yeah, 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 from that way. I know, like, I'm Kiki Castle, didn't they dig out to Grange Con? The tunnels. Oh, that's a rumour. Yeah. This is a rumour. A questionable whether it's true or not. I don't really know. Do you want a specialist in that area? But they're, um, they're, that definitely, it's funny that you should have that one because when we were in national school, there was this, there was always a rumour to them, along those lines, that there was an escape tunnel from Kilkee to some general other location. And there's another one, allegedly, well, it's probably not the case, it's probably me thinking about the innocence of youth, maybe, but we used to think there was one up in the Scratum, up at the back of Woodport. And there was tunnels there, okay. but they were like, I don't know where they were. Back at Himalayan. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, big, the big bed and breakfast there. And there was always allegedly one as well. We used to call it Brownie and Men's. It's that kind of up the hill, halfway up the hill on the right. That's it, yeah. Yeah. We used to stay there. We lived a couple of years ago. We used to stay over there. That was our go to place to go to. I could imagine, yeah. Pony Donahue and Agnes used to Agnes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was also alleged to be another one from up there. You know the old. Um, it's, there's a, it's a graveyard and the ruins of a church up there. Beyond Jessica Harrington and, and PG, opposite PG Nails Farm there. Um, there was also supposed to be a tunnel at the bottom of that. So you know, I don't know. Hard to believe they would have had the, the means to go to create such a substantial. But I said it was some exactly. I said it was some some kind of uh, kind of uh, hideaway, all right. At least mm. it was Aaron's, wasn't it? Fitzgerald's, Aaron's, and Fitzgerald's, or something. Fitzgerald's. Yeah. You're out of my stuff there now. It might be. Yeah. Do you know, I was the longest. I think family living in a one. I think it moved out in the sixties from when it was built. Was it? 700 years or something they were living in. <laughs> the family yeah, rolling on. family rolling on, yeah. I think an American from, guy from Boston has bought it now. There's Americans in it now. Yeah. They're doing it up big so they're seeing it online or whatever way. There's not that Kilcavan brewery. brewery. They're the same. They're 600 years in that house. I think so, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think That's roughly. Would you be here much, PJ? Not as much as, uh, you know, I would be up now and again, and um, obviously I was here last night, and um, be here once every two weeks, I suppose. Um, um, I was very much a regular for four nights a week for every week of the year during the kind of Celtic Tiger era and that sort of stuff. Tell me, we were talking about this earlier on, why here became very um, prominent. You think of Green football club? you think of um, Castellarum football club. Like, you would have had to pass so many bars <laughs> to get to here. Maybe Grange is kind of cross-country, but for Castellarum, like, Castellarum Grange, everyone used to resonate here. Like, I know Kevsteen would have been here, and Vinnie, when I was a groomsman for your all the lads were here, positioned their kind of go-to spot yeah. from the guys. Yeah. It's, it's funny, a pub in the middle of nowhere brings in such a young crowd, isn't it? It's funny, that one, uh, it's something that's happened in the last... Uh, that's definitely in the last relatively recent past the last five, six, eight, ten years. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely positive, you'd imagine. Um, it's something to expose really you know more about. Um, must be some sort of a commentary on him doing things right anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a historical pub. I can see even going for that point there. That yeah. Clint Eastwood up on the wall or whatever. You know? Yeah. One thing I suppose I can 
give some sort of a general insight into as the general area in the last 40 or so years. It's can be kind of maybe to a degree kind of very microscopic and very people might say in the global age to exist. It's kind of uh, how would you call it? obscure maybe, but uh, like it, Bolton Hill had a tug of war team which won in all Ireland. Um, like Bolton Hill over there. Yeah, yeah. Vinny, you're, you're right. Sure, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. Uh, the home home leg. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 Event, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they trained oh, at the back of Anderson's like house over there as well, literally 500 meters. Oh, they had one at the, um, up to just up the road there yeah. the left. Yeah. yeah, they remember they had a barrel filled with concrete. Right. And they had a pulley set in the ground, okay? And they had a big uh, a, a big oak tree, it actually is, and uh, on a cantilever, and they used to pull and hold. That sounds something like the same setup. Yeah, I think that was, the, they had another one in Burns. They used to That's run the hill as well, they yeah. used to run the hill backwards. Build up their calf oh, muscles and all. Yeah, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about it? They won in all Ireland, like. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe more. And they were lightweight, I think. Is I know. You'd have to talk to Barry Anderson and go back about it. So that those divisions. Those divisions. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. wouldn't compete with the, the North Wexford and Wicklow lads who'd be. Yeah. They'd be the real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the farmers and that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you even like guess that? How many was on a team? Eight was there. I think it was eight. I don't know. Uh, like I didn't even know how, like, how they even like, because I didn't know if there was like a strategy to put like the smallest lad at the front and have the biggest lad at the back of the hole. Because you know, the lad at the back of the rope, the, the anchor, yeah, you know, the anchor, anchor yeah, to yeah. round up and hit holes. So I don't know. But well, there is a strategy with that. Yeah, yeah. Would you have five or six boys or is it seven? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it was eight. Yeah. 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 yeah, there was a good few, man. Yeah. I think there was. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's real test of will obviously, but it's a test of everything. It's a bit of strategy in it and yeah. obviously unity and a weak lad uh, uh, a, a, a weak lad is gonna be found out in, in the in yeah. the eight. A lad who hasn't a Whatever you call it. I don't even think height plays a part because I've never done that before. And like, people would be off the ground at points. You know, yeah. like they're talking so hard. Height would probably play a part in it. And then there was Megger's. I'd say you know, horseshoe pitching. That was a big thing around here. Oh, yeah. We won a not, or the moon won a few All Ireland's in that as well. And I remember down the road there in Sean Mulder's field, and this sounds like ancient history now but uh, the, I remember like you could couldn't pass the road like I'm, I'm giving it a two or three hundred people down there on Saturday yeah. evenings uh, from all wherever yeah. horseshoe pitching yeah. was Megger's was, was strong um, horseshoe, horseshoe pitching but called Megger's in Ireland 
So what are we doing in just horseshoe pitching? The game. You can horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you have two pins at a set distance apart, and uh, you're trying to get the get the view of the horseshoe around uh, as far as I, I think maybe maybe it comes down to the closest more so actually because I think you could actually have it properly hewed around it but you could still lose because another like could have to toy his closer, yeah, yeah. but I could be wrong about that. Well, you're thinking that like the two games of Halo they're so primitive in terms of like they're so just pull and pug and throw you know what I mean like, yeah any, it could have gone back thousands of years. This is the thing. This it, is like the, the thing. original games like they don't say boxing is the original sport or the first sport ever because I guess they somehow said well, let's you know probably would evolve the two lads having a quarrel in yeah. the same yeah. crew or the same Maybe that says something about us that we were a bit but in a positive way, I actually yeah, mean that. It's, it's it's interesting because then you throwing stuff evolves into yeah. you know, football or you know, like kicking stuff and whatever like that. I, I also remember this. Um, the, remember it was uh, Jimmy McGee's quiz show. Do you remember that thing? Uh, it was even before your time, probably. But Jimmy McGee was the memory man, and he was always the sporting guru. That couldn't be beaten like on everything. But um, I always remember watching it at home, like and you, to think that Moon had got mentioned, like you know what I mean. You had no concept of of uh, how distantly removed you were. You thought from everything. So. Th- from everything like that on t- on broadcasting, so we're there one night, and next thing there's this uh, question goes in: name the village in uh, I think it might have said Kildare, but name the village that has three All Irelands to it this year, uh, one this year, and Jimmy McGee is at, and he's thinking of like some of the great hurling strongholds, or he's thinking of Ballyhale, or is Ballygunner, or so then he's something yeah, yeah. like that, so Caltra, or is somewhere in the north. He thinks it's GA, like where some of these terrible places, like you know, the Midlands would have won Camogie and maybe wherever uh, club and something else. Uh, Gays, so thinking in, in real staunch strongholds, anyway. So he loses anyway, and he has the card in his hand, or someone hands him the card. It's Moon and Kildare says so this year they've won. Uh, They've won an All Ireland Rounders, which was another thing. We used to play Rounders, right? An All Ireland Rounders, an All Ireland Megas, and an All Ireland Tug of War Championship. It's meaningful there, right? And McGee had the thing he said, he goes, true, true to the card that we said, it's good. Yeah, that was a setup. But uh, we have always kind of specialised in niche stuff like that around here. It's quite, yeah, yeah it's yeah. quite rural even, isn't it? Oh, it's very rural. It's very rural. rural. And we were talking about actually, talking about rural, I was, we were on the phone earlier on, we were talking about Credit Yard, and I said I'm moving out that way in the new year, and uh, you were saying that, you know, it's funny, it's, it's only 15 minutes from town, but it's real, like... It's even more rural than here, I'd say. It's, it's out in the country, you know, yeah. you know, like, collection Credit Yard, all yeah. the area, out leash. But at like 15 minutes you're in the centre of town. But then when you're out there and you're up Collection Hill, it's a different. It's you. It's forestry around. It's um, and they're local. Because the Palmer Plateau, uh, it's actually kind of one of the most fertile parts of Ireland for forestry. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know Quilliam. I know a lot of people would have planted there and sold onto Quilliam. Yeah. I the think perfect the Chinese might have chosen. But say that's right, yeah. 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 It's, it's just scary that's right. enough, and they're taking over a lot of our land. Well. They really are. 
But um, another thing about in kind of rural related stuff, uh, and I, I'm just I, I'm trying to just discuss the stuff that I have some knowledge of. Your father would know a good bit about this. Like there was always a strong gun club around here. Uh, game, I know that even sounds politically incorrect now, but uh, it, it was really more about conservation. Um, and uh, like there was a whole structure to it. They'd have uh, meetings and they'd be restocking and they had a release pen over in Matushka's. Um, was oh. this near Tom Conway's? Big Tom? No, Big Tom would have been very involved. It was on the main road. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was across from Paddy Shea's yeah. there. Actually, Paddy which, Shea, which yeah. is actually, that's the park in Moon, it's called. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where Moon Gaelic Football Club had their pitch. Right. That was the, and they trained in the park. It was, it was always just called yeah. the park. Uh, oh, yeah. So they had a release pen there. And, um, I remember at the festival. That's right. Because yeah. 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 we used to come from Dublin when I was, we moved down when I was seven, so it's a long time ago now. Before that, my dad used to bring me out shooting from Dublin when I was five or six. I used to hate it because he used to, he shoot the rabbit. I did shoot me. The thing would be jumping. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. he'd hand me in and think we still let me bake the head off off a steel fence, like going to give it back. <laughs> and then somebody would come twist the head off and steal the inside out and hand it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like in fairness, your first aim wasn't sighted just that. Yeah. yeah but like if yeah. a, pro- a proper shot, mm-hmm. and that wouldn't happen. Like yeah. Or, you know. But that was a real rare time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was um, obviously uh, they, they've tried to kind of um, get going there again. Their uh, Nangan club, like uh, fit, uh, on the Greece, and uh, they did great work. In the probably, let's say, 70s, maybe definitely through the 80s, and uh, like there was a lot of pressure on even then on, on pollution on, on, on the Greece, as it was called. Which is his part. I was probably nearly, yeah, I was in it, um, and I don't know whether I was legally of age when I was shooting, but I was <laughs> shooting <laughs> a lot. We were playing junior rings years ago. I, I recognised guys from the Milne Gun Club from years ago. Uh, there was a chap in Goals, who would it have been? No, that was Flip Hickey, but uh, Bunny Murphy. Oh, Bunny Murphy, yeah. Bunny, yeah. And Bunny was fit. Yeah, very fit. Playing to his age, like, yeah. he was fit. Because I remember him was, I, said, I was taught, and he was going around shooting. and. Uh, you know, um, Probably still does shoot a bit. Michael Thompson. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I'm sure, like we used to, when we came down, we go to the uh, it's sports and sin. That was our name. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an iconic pub itself. It was. It was actually that's where the original Moon Celtic drinking sessions would have been. Would it? Yeah. 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 He used to do. Deer hunting for a short while. Isn't it's it? Deer, way, Peter's there's from a lot of work in it. There's a lot of work in it, yeah. yeah. Is it true that you have to shoot a deer? You have, to, deer, to, you have, you have to collect it within a half an hour or else it spoils. Uh, I don't know. No, I think, think if you shoot them the wrong way, it puts too much adrenaline to the, to the meat. Low, yeah, and then the meat is it's, it's strengthens yeah. up or tightens yeah, up yeah. too yeah. much. And it's it's, it's inedible. It is inedible if it's short run. It smells like fucking piss, basically. That's right, Yeah, that's right. Did you shoot deer? Never shot deer, but, yeah. but uh, no, I was recipient of um, like a deer that was shot wrongly, um, and it was like the same as that. You couldn't mm. eat it. Like, yeah, you had, there's, there's definitely a procedure to get yeah, it. Yeah. 
course. There's an awful bit of butchery in the bag, man. There is, yeah. There but is. they reckon they want people shooting deer because there's so many. Mm. Is it red deer? Or just so, it's well, a, they're pulling them though, aren't they? Well, they're, they're talking about bringing them. They've always been pulling them. They're trying to get wolves back in to yeah, try and keep it down. I don't know whether that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, one guy I've read that he's adamant that that would be the best one. I heard it before. Yeah, I've they heard it. They were talking about doing it in Scotland as well. Scotland would suit it. There would have been the, the, the expanses yeah. of uh, uninhabited land, courtesy of the highland clearances in the 1800s, yeah. unfortunately. But there would be the expanses of land up there to would allow something like that to happen. It probably would be in, in, in Killarney National Park and parts of Wicklow too. See, you'd imagine they'd go for the easier. I wonder would a wolf really kill a deer, like, are they? Probably would go for sheep, it's much easier. This is the thing, Much easier. Is there a worry of, like, when I, I go mountain biking a good bit, and I see deer in the hole, like, am I worried now I'm going to see a fucking wolf up the Wicklow Mountain? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's yeah. sun down here, that's <laughs> on the road. But, like, no, genuinely, I didn't have any reason. No, they're not. They were no, talking about one good. that is trying yeah. to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an aspiration. It's not. Mm. Mm. I think there's oh, a yeah, story uh, about that, isn't there? 1800s. Yeah. The last wolf in Ireland was killed in Carlow. Killed in Carlow? Was it? Do you know the story? No, I don't. I just heard that. Somewhere 1840 or 1850 or something. Killed in Carlow. 1850? Really? That long? Wow. They've reintroduced the buzzards in it. Yes. And they're very prevalent. Um, they're like eagle. They are, like yeah. Mass. There's people saying that they are having an adverse effect on other populations. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that whether that's true or not. Um, there are, there's quite a number of them. You know, so the red kites are shooting. We used to shoot wood pigeons, and I go up in the fire, and he he could set up decoys the odd time. But we'd be in the hedge and had the net over us even, and if they see your skin at all, they send a scout out and the scout would go over the land first and come back. And I thought that was amazing. I thought there was such intelligence in to yeah, yeah, these war pigeons to, to scout out. Not in the scouting. No. <laughs> but like if they'd seen you, they'd, yeah. the birds wouldn't fly that way, you know? Yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah. i see videos of, you know, the age of the internet, um, blackbirds playing dead after a shot is fired and stuff like that. Like, you know, you wouldn't think the intelligence there, but it is. Like, That's possible. Oh yeah, you'd be you'd be surprised that maze that some what's the fox especially it's uh, super intelligent. Yeah. Do you ever see the videos of the lads with the crows trying to, and you can actually get them? Do you know the like say a bucket of different sizes and let you cop that it's not done it right and you flick it back out until it gets it right. Really? Yeah. Until they give it until your one gives it a treat. Another one would have a, like a clear pipe with a treat in the middle of it and a blocker each side and you go and get a stick from somewhere and then pop it through and then go and get the treat. It's mad. You know it's interesting as well because that spreads fast. I remember on one podcast I was talking about the, they were talking about collective consciousness so they were uh, they were handing grapefruit to an island of monkeys and it's a twin island the same of monkeys and uh, so they showed they couldn't open it so one day someone arrived on it cracked open the grapefruit and showed the monkey how to do it and they all were doing it from then on 
but the same week the other population of monkeys on the far island were doing the exact same thing. They're like, how did that happen? Well, That's not So they're yeah, yeah, a collective yeah. conscious almost. Mm. But we're talking about, you know, like the, you know, when birds play dead, you see some strange things, even sending them to scouts. You don't think it's going on, like they can be more clued in than we are for all we fucking know, you know? Like it's, yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. know, we're like most ignorant to it nowadays. So we're in from work and we're just watching Netflix and we're, not outside at all anymore. I remember it was. Uh, senses are gone. Yeah. 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 Like, and people always think back at primitive times, like they're more unintelligent than us. No, but yeah. these are the guys who built the pyramids. Yeah. These are the guys who were uh, yeah. out in the fires and they knew stuff about the stars that we didn't know. You know. Oh, completely. Yeah. They had incredible wisdom and they had an incredible ability to manage their existence with nature and stuff like that that we, we don't seem to have. There's a funny thing of, uh, you know, it, it was only an image earlier on, I shared it, it was like a, an evolution thing where people were standing up and then at one stage it was like, it got so bad people like, turned around and it was like, you know, <laughs> go back, like, you know. Uh, I'll tell you one about um, this, uh, this was a random one enough, but I was going up the motorway one, one uh, a few years ago and this pigeon or this pheasant flew across in front of me, gave me some fright. And he came at exactly the right height of the, the grill of the Jeep, right? And smashed it. I got some fright. He just went straight into the grill, right? And what happened there? And I went around, obviously a few cautious, went around, stopped in the motor, went around. And these pair of eyes were looking out at me, still alive, stuck between the radiator and the grill, a pheasant, right? And I said, Oh Jesus, uh, he's um, he'd be you know, this lad survive now, right? And I was just and I, you know, I was cutting timber off in Ballymore and there was beech nuts everywhere. It was a layer of beech nuts and I know how pheasants like survive on this and I was gone. I'll bring him up there and he'll have feeding. You're trying to dorsal back. Yeah, yeah, I was going to this lad's this lad's after, you know, he, after he hitting it lucky, right? <laughs> <laughs> I brought him on up and uh, let him out and I was like <coughs> carrying him up there like that, right? And he was a bit shook now, to be honest with you. And there was, but there was, there was, there was, a, there was like that depth of beech nuts, uh, so he had feeding forevermore, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And whether it's collective right, consciousness or whether the fox saw it, but I remember I could come up, I let him out like that and I let him down on the ground. And just as I let him ground down on the, 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 the ground, this great big fox just looked over around the car and looks and he goes, there's Dino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't survive, they like, know what that means. You know the funny thing is, I've seen a lot of videos about that on, like, uh, online nowadays where people are like, it's my duck, it's his first win, <laughs> you know, and the duck just takes off and gone, like, you know. Yeah. But there was, I was only talking to my father actually yesterday about, um, we were talking about, you know, domesticated dogs, obviously a scent for wolf, and, you know, to domesticate with good breeding. But if you keep a dog indoors, It'll get cancer and inflammation, all the things that humans get. You keep it outdoors, won't get any of that stuff. Yeah. So like, I believe that. what are we doing for ourselves? But it's the, mm -hmm. a lot of it's the fucking Wi-Fi, yeah, electricity, electricity. That's what we're talking about. And if we don't have it in the fire room, we get a booster for it. Yeah, yeah. I remember Kev gave me a booster. He says, "Try that one in." And whatever happened, I plugged it in. I was getting an awful headache within ten minutes. It's like, what the fuck's with that? Like, I was getting a headache in your house when that was happening as well. Yeah, and it was just. You never know, like, can't you fell for that one. But like, yeah, and you turn the radio on now, you can get a hundred channels anywhere in Ireland. You just think it just gets it instantaneously. So I said that, like, even the phones, five G or whatever else, like, but we're we don't know what that like. We're the first generation, so we don't know what long term effects that have. Like, you see the fucking, you know, they say bees are declining or whatever, and they put 
a phone in the middle of the beach, and the beach couldn't find their way back. Messing up their field. Do you know, really? they yeah. they follow the yeah the back yeah. thing, but that fucks up their. I was going to um, I, I'm <coughs> impatient, uh, you know, in, in certain ways, but like I got this bike to work scheme, and the best bike I could find was in Sligo, and the lads will deliver it next week. And I was like, no, I'm going to drive up this week. You know, I'm going to get myself. I drove up and I saw this hitchhiker on the side of the road, and I said. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I in the car. Yeah. 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 He was um, a Christian missionary mm-hmm. All right. who had strung out by himself and was living the road life. And we really? Talking, was yeah, it? he was. And he was a young guy. He had done an interview in wherever he was and he was hitchhiking back. So we were chatting away. This guy reckoned, like, yeah, we're like, and I, I will probably do a podcast here because he was interested. We came across him. Um, but where was he going with that? You're on the other side frequencies. Yeah, so. Yeah, I went to Sligo. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, 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 when I went up, no, sorry, yeah, we were talking, I was talking to him, and we got into this whole thing about frequencies. And I was talking about running water, if you're near running water, your whole blood flow changes. Uh, he was saying about if, if pregnant women hear bees buzz, it induces labour and it helps it massively. So we were saying, you know, you're not out in nature enough. Like I was wondering, when I got into running only in the last few years, once I started trail running, Running was so boring. Like, but trail running, you didn't need your headphones. You're out in nature. That's why I love mountain biking <coughs> much, as opposed to road biking. Yeah. It's something about being out there. And people were saying, oh, what's the Lyme disease and what's that? I'm sure there's risks out there, you know. But um, there is something about being out in nature. That's exactly what the gun club represented to those people, those fellas. And uh, it res- represented uh, whatever. Every every Sunday morning, probably during November, December, January, to be out in nature. Even that time, they were guys who were mechanics or whatever, farmers yeah. or any walks. Yeah, different walks, and uh, I think it w- would have given them some sort of uh, I don't know how you call it uh, grounding, I suppose, re re grounding in nature to would have carried them through uh, the summer when they wouldn't be out in it as much. Um, I think the fishing the same. Uh, I think that's been taken away. It doesn't seem to be. I don't think either club. Well, the the, the fishing clubs somehow active, but uh, the, there's no gun club at the moment. I don't. So not really. For such a strong gun club. Yeah, but it's the whole nature was changed now to driven shoots and stuff like that. So. Um, you know what I always found interesting in it was. When you know when you're a teenager and I was going to get a gun and I went into the gaming gun clubs and uh, I would do a bit of shooting with that or whatever. And then I was, I was torn between shooting something and killing it for a little while. You know, you had this yeah. moment where you're like, yeah, well, I'm enjoying nature and all, but then I'm you know, shooting this thing and it's gone or whatever. Uh, and then like, we live in different times where everything is plentiful. You can go out and buy this, that and the other. So do we need to hunt anymore? But it seems to me in later years that I'm looking to get the gun license back because 
whatever you seem to buy seems to have more ingredients than anything else you could hunt for. Yeah. Like if you go hunt, even catch a fresh fish or hunt for uh, pheasant or venison oh, yeah. or like you're getting pure nature is like, you know this probably nearly impossible for people to understand anymore. Um, I got a few trout last year from Barry Anderson, Bunny. I got some of Bunny's free range eggs. Um, I got duck off Johnny O'Brien. Uh, I got pheasants off Johnny. Uh, I got something for your father there and caught a couple of trout myself. Uh, and uh, it's amazing. It's just it's just no comparison between the quality. If you go in and by even what's presented as a premium quality uh, side of trout or something in Lidl, okay? First thing is you, you need to eat far more of it. It's real dense protein, the, the, the trout from the Greece. It, and it's, it's incredibly nutritious and it's just very pure. You seem to be full and far less. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Uh, you can t- you can nearly taste the the cleanliness of the, the speed of the water, and the oxygenation level of, of it. Um, the very same with the the duck. Johnny got them on the foreshore up in um, Dundalk or, or Drogheda. Um, it just it's you just can't. I suppose you can't really verbally uh, it's, it's day, express it. It's just night and day. Someone told me as well when you're going into anywhere, look. Don't go for farm stuff, go for fresh caught stuff. Which is nearly impossible to get. Which is impossible to get. Because you even go to the middle rally, which like and you're looking at the back of fish and you're trying not to get farm stuff, you're trying to get fresh caught stuff in the Atlantic or whatever. It's a little bit more expensive, but everything's farmed. Everything's tricks. Stuff you wouldn't imagine could be farmed has been farmed. I was saying, Crow, like, you know, the, you know, the whole idea was through a phase where it's kind of like, should I be shooting? You know, is it moral to shoot? Uh, we have plenty of stuff in supermarkets. But nowadays, I'm looking for the license back because it's so much more natural and nutritious. You can't trust the supermarkets. Or, you know, it's all farmed stuff. It's all pushed with water. It's all whatever. Well, even that thinking, is it right to shoot or yeah, we're shot? Sure. Like back in the day, people would have shot and then eh, once, you know, every day or two or whatever. They would have swiped yeah, vegetables yeah, yeah. and shit. But buying a yoke of a shot, it's just, it's cruel. Like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're farmed. Like, yeah. do you know well, what uh, exactly. A farmed trout uh, or a farmed salmon has an infinitely poorer life than a wild. Trout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What they're free like, now, eh? like everyone's kind of like, like, the best you can do is go for organic free-range chickens because at least they see the light of day and they have a bit of a lifespan. But even do they? You don't even know. Well, that's the question. Is yeah. it true? Even you know. Yeah. But you can see some eggs have so much more yellow than no, others. You know, you you have your own eggs, crow. Right? I did for a while, not for this. But you said there's night and day oh, difference between the quality. Like I really think that like. That, that like we put so much money into cancer research every year, and now it was five more people have cancer, four more people have cancer, now three and one. It's just going up and up and up. That's just our food chain. It's like it's just like there's so it's much utility just digging your own drills, doing your own veg, having chickens around your house if you can. Yeah, and I really think there's powers that be are a little bit against that. Well, sure, it's business. It's all business. It's, it's all business. Yeah. Food is business. Cancer is business. Oh, Business, the whole thing is the whole thing is yeah. but I, I, 
yeah, there is, because it's just the sheer lack of, I'd say, will of people to grow their own veg, though, is a problem as well. Uh, um, our, our uncle, Dean Carton, had this model uh, vegetable farm below there, which was, I'd, I'd say it wasn't, maybe twice the size of this room, is what it was, and it was fertilised with farm air, fertiliser, all that sort of stuff, and uh, it was a year-round project, and the sheer volume of stuff he'd be able to take off it. Now, but that entailed him. It's a totally different lifestyle. He, you would be woken up by him at five o'clock in the morning, out molding potatoes, like, before he'd go See, on to walk. See, that's the thing. It's a full-time job, and we're in a society now where both, both parents have to work. Let's say parents, yeah. let's, both parents have to work because inflation's gone so high. So we're in a different area that, that even when we were younger, where the mothers would stay at home because you could buy a house for 16 to 20 grand. And some of could stay at home, they could afford a day, a week shopping by staying at home. But now everything's driven through the roof. I, I really think they just said that, why do we have 50% of the people working? You know, we could get 100% of tax off these people. And society is just milking us all. Well, that's why they we have less didn't kids fucking, in the I don't know who, but some of the big boys. Back to feather. The, yeah, the family's movement. Because instead of having the man bringing money home, mm-hmm. you can fucking have double the people bringing in tax. And, yeah, that whole that's it. and, like you know, and I think that, I actually think that now we get a little bit political. Yeah. I think the whole feminism argument was launched over that. And yeah, yeah. What that and like they were like, let's launch this kind of propaganda because this will get them. But yeah. in essence, they'll be challenged oh, for the same roles and there'll be less kids. And be it was the same with cigarettes when the, during the feminist march. Mm. They got women, tobacco companies paid women to walk around burn brass. Edward Bernays, the torches of light, that's what that was called. Yeah. Yeah, that was well known. Yeah, yeah. PR campaign. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. The, everything, everything that seems to get a follow is yeah. fucking, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And the top guys just want less people so that they can just, yeah, just yeah. control well, people. People fall for it. But like, like, if you had your drill, like, the thing is, like, the reason why I said that is because can two people work full time and still manage their own drill and their own chickens and their own, like, even if it's personal. It's questionable, isn't it? It's a, it's like if you treat small kids run around at home and you're trying to get out and dig the potatoes after your full day's work until six or seven o'clock in the evening, that's where the toss up is, you know, and people are also addicted to the phone, they're addicted to the That's Netflix, the big problem big though. So it's like, you I, just I'm after finishing my day, I want to just relax for a couple of hours. So that gets rid of digging the, the thing. But then if you go home every night and you dig the thing, are you going to face burn it? Are you burning the candle on both sides? No, you're not. It's therapeutic. Completely mm. therapeutic. Yeah, yeah someone said, you know Paddy Boyle, like, Paddy, he says that he loves outdoor labor. He says, I find that therapeutic. I throw a few songs yeah. on the radio and I just dig, you know. They say that, you know, if you're chopping wood, they test this on 124 people at 100% accuracy. If you chop wood for 30 minutes, your testosterone goes up 150% on all candidates. You know all about that piece of Well, yeah, you should know, theoretically, I've been to the right. Not about testosterone, no. I would, I'm sure it does. It, it does like, um, That's an interesting yeah. static, though. Oh, it's primitive in its own nature, you know, because what are we doing? Like, I, I work, I've worked on computers for the last few years, and uh, you find yourself fucking aging and this is why the hands are getting smaller with it with people and you're in an environment where you're 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 hunched you're not moving you're sedentary you know a lot of people get heavy in them roles not me luckily 
but um, I don't know. No, but like you know, like I think like this is a real primitive way of thinking about it. But men being built with broader shoulders and bigger hands. It was farming. It was mining. It was war. It was whatever yeah. for hundreds of years. We're only on a technology level now where yeah, we can do that with machines. And, you know, you can stay at the desk or whatever. So it's a really weird part in history that we're part of, I think. Because even you go back 20, 30 years, that technology wasn't there. People weren't working with computers on day to day. You still see the odd uh, man to visit block layer or AM. Of course. Man came into me there two or three, maybe a month ago, and uh, he was, you know, he was a big, strong fella. Um, he had not picked on him and how he got like in these hands on him with mm. pure shoulders right and uh, and I was saying to him we were talking about him I said you were a block there I'd be first stab he goes how did you know is there like you know, you'd lift a nine inch block with, yeah. with one hand yeah, but, you yeah. know you don't see lads like that no anymore. no it's gone and it's it's funny it's like it's like I, I, it's like microwave evolution if you can do that it's adaptive to I the think that's possibly true yeah it's, yeah it's in a way like it's kind of we're just adapting to like our punch is getting for it they even say the way we hold phones you know we're getting that way inclined you know um, yeah. that's fun. and that's what that's my whole point from beginning that we think we're smarter than what was before yeah but it, it's not true at all I don't think you know I think it's it's we're losing a bit of wisdom the thing is, and wisdom is a, is a term very overlooked these days. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you can get intelligent, you can, you can read books, and you can go through the school, you get camp, the academy, you know, and all the rest, but you lose wisdom, like actual knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you, knew, you lose instincts, you lose. Uh, like, what if electricity went tomorrow and we needed to go back hunting? How many guys. You know, I said this to yeah. someone recently about, like, say 1916. How many lads would stand on the front line now and be ready to go? In this day and age, you know, when we talk about the difference of a hundred years, that's only a hundred years ago, you know? Oh yeah, you'd be, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, you'd want to, that'd be big, just different, the light years apart, or the, the, the whole thing. And there is still lads who recognise, you know, um, the importance of such things, but there's still a lot of... But, um, I think we have drifted away from the locality here. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, you know, in terms of say, yeah. since you've grown up, has this area changed much? Uh, well, where were you in 1916? No, the the area has changed. Um, the, the the motorway came through. There's been two bypasses actually. When you think about it, it's a big deal. Yeah, and. Uh, Obviously, changed the landscape a bit. Um, I suppose it was more, if you like, as I was trying to say earlier, like you know, you were you were probably insulated from the outside world, like like things like I suppose Moon Celtic and the local. Well, it's still a big thing, and if, like obviously Grange and Castle Arm haven't played each other in a long, long time, but still, like local rivalries and that are. Uh, are big. That's good. that's one thing that stayed good and constant. Like. Yeah. Um, but and funny, both clubs would come here. Yeah. Uh, but like say, um, like play what the the, mat, the soccer we got the match we were going to play in 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 wherever the early nineties was. You know, soccer was on a, a peak in the country with Jack Charlton and the whole lot, but. You were you would really be looking forward to very simple things like you know they're going to play in Clonigal or 
somewhere like that um, and uh, it was like the simplicity of fishing when there'd be a flood on the river that was you know uh, you were you went down with worms uh, it sounds kind of so so like kind of like like harpy or something yeah, like yeah. that now but uh, uh, but uh, yeah and um, you went to mass uh, and everyone went to mass and you, you met outside it. The, the, the younger lads met outside it and had a chat about what the goings on, really. Uh, you, you wouldn't meet people in the village of Moon. I was probably dying off even by then. Like, you, you'd go up and you meet four or five lads your own age. Uh, um, I wonder if that sort of stuff really happens anymore or is it all virtual and all online. What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, a shame as well. Like, I think a lot of traditions went there with that. Like, I know. So, what's the main meeting? the main meeting grounds 20 years ago or 15 years ago like you might be for well, 15 years ago the change had happened I would say um, I'd say the main meeting ground um, like it seemed to me like that, uh, that before and after a match uh, uh, whether it was Gaelic or soccer people spent more time talking about inconsequential stuff like you know what I mean the uh, it was a way of catching up. Like meeting ground was probably certainly, I'd say more people went to the pub, um, and uh, there was more of uh, an atmosphere or something. I suppose you call it in the pub. Um, there was obviously uh, there was excesses in in that as well, and people. Um, I suppose that, that was the, the, the characterization that had been the pub Monday morning and all, but it was probably a lot of um, just normal good crack had with your neighbours, with your community, with your teammates in, in, in the pub uh, as well, like um, face to face. What was this pub actually? Oh, I don't know, it's ancient. Do you it's but yeah, the most interesting with the community side of things, like I mean, we were saying, like I think that's that seems dead to me now in terms, and it's a shame. But like I lived in Millstream for like a, a an estate in Carlo for a long time, and it's good. You you moved into an estate last year in Mayo, and you just have a community text group, and it's good yeah. that way. But it, it, is it only text? Like I, there wasn't even that in Millstream. And I remember when I, I was a kid. I think that depends on the estate. How big it is. Maybe, yeah. but I think that. Yeah. My, I have that as well. Years ago. I have that as well. Mm. My estate is only 40 houses in it. Yeah. But my, my kids always go out. Yeah. Every day they'll go out. Like my son was out, he was swimming, then he was playing football with all his friends today. But I think it was different. I grew up in the country and it was never. It was more of an effort. To like, oh yeah, we go and we'll cycle here and we'll meet up. Whereas you might put more value on it then because yeah. it was more effort. Yeah, like I used to cycle from my house to Castle Lerman. It was yeah, like yeah. 45 minute cycle. But it was great crack along the way. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it was full yeah. We, yeah. Remember, we used to. I just remember we would cycle to Tullow. Yeah. Cycle into Tullow. <laughs> but there's no doubt though, there, there are people doing a great job and trying to keep community going. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Pierce Cafe is a perfect example. The, 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 like every yeah, moon. Yeah. Yeah. That one, yeah. yeah. That's that started off as a community 
scheme when the post office and the uh, shop closed and it's turned into what it is and uh, that's just beside the church isn't it that's yeah to the left of it, yeah. yeah and the people do meet there it's there is a that's some, some sort of a reason to bring people to moon like you know to have a cup of coffee or whatever it is and i would every i'll give every sporting club is trying to keep a bit of community going there's yeah. a playground there as well playground yeah the it is yeah and do you think you mentioned earlier like even the, the church was a place that people meet up with like, that's gone now too i think I think, well, strangely, people, like yeah, you're talking about footballers and yeah, the, the, well, that age group probably, yeah. But I think there is, uh, I think there is a reasonably good attendance though. I mean, um, Moon always had a decent attendance. Yeah, I think. Uh, I like think when, when we were like for every Christmas morning, my mother was bringing us to Moon. So we bypassed Levistown and Castle and we went to Moon. Not that there's anything wrong then, but yeah. we, we will go to Moon. And there would be a lot of people there, and a lot of neighbours, and a lot of people. And we'd go to Thompson's house, and we'd go to the Lane, and whatever. And yeah. It always had a good attendance. I think, I think people are trying to trying to keep it it going, but it, it, to some degree it's, and look at their perfect example of it over here, there's what you're up against. They're talking about the church <laughs> there. <laughs> um, they were, we're talking uh, with the earnestness about uh, community and years, text and the way, what's happening the way. Uh, but um, that's that's that's. But it's, it's easy. College culture changed all that, though, didn't it? Huh? College culture, because like you know, say twenty, thirty years ago, everyone would be either working trades or whatever to be in. A few people were going to college, but then the last 10, 15 years, everyone goes to college. Yeah, people go to college, go to Dublin, they go to London, they go to Canada, Australia, everyone. And then, and then a couple of years later, you don't have people in your local. talking to a lady the other day and he was saying that in some countries you nearly have to do a trade first yeah. then say go and do your engineering yeah. like I've worked with engineers and I've gotten drawings and I'm like 
that's not going to work. Mm. You can't do that because it's just not going to go together. Yeah. And basically, all I get, all I get is who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah and class. then class. I get called up to try and fix it. Then after. Yeah. So I think a trade should always because you get more practical. But here's an idea. Someone said to me recently, um, you know the way the lads in the Eastern European countries have to do a year stint in the military. Mm. Someone said to me they should bring that in for the Irish. <laughs> Someone said. Huh? Stint in the IRA, we've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone said that well, they should bring them in for the Irish. Uh, but I know that people in them countries hate that. They actually flee the country because of it. But they say that it brings in so much discipline that we're lacking nowadays. Yeah, yeah. That Jesus, I don't know. But could we be more disciplined? I think we're the most disciplined group of people in general. Irish? Irish, yeah. Oh, totally. Like, um, I, I think. In compared to the rest compared of Compared to the Irish of forever like the the the, the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s there like uh, I don't see any future Shane McGowan's to you no. wayward geniuses uh, creators and poets uh, I don't see any future I don't see any future Morrissey's who went to the depths in themselves and wrote some incredible however you'd like to call it, soul searching stuff. Um, that's something to, th- th- that was uh, a wildness to surely in the Irish. Uh, um, Oasis, uh, those sort of lads. Um, there was a, there, I would have thought the Irish were quite wild and um, impulsive and traditionally. I think I don't really like that anymore, surely. No, well, like you think of um, some of the Besides having the best sportsmen, you know, some of the best rugby players and One boxers and guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really? Sportsmen, no. Uh, but singers even, singer-songwriters, like we always yeah. had that traditional value. I know I know yeah. there's not a whole lot of Irish guys these days singing the way it is. And I do actually think that there's a market for it because everybody loves the good trad session. They do, they love it to the ground. You brought out a trad album now and it was decent enough. You get people going with it. Music yeah. is manufactured now. It's like fucking food. It's like everything is manufactured now. Like, like TV shows, everything. It is manufactured. There's no authenticity in anything. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't sell. You're saying bring it out. You can't just bring it out. You, you have to be a certain type of character. You have to be a Christine Moore. You have to be uh, whatever level of internal. Who am I to talk about Christine Moore? But you have to be a bit of torture, whatever, yeah. and genius and uh, self awareness and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can't, then, then you, then you produce genius. Yeah. Which is like, like you're saying, next rugby, next Christy Moore, and the only thing that binds into. So then, therefore, you, yeah. you need to have connected with your community. That's it. You, you know. But here's the problem as well. Christy Moore might have been up to sit and record you for an hour or two or whatever like that, but they don't let you do that anymore. It's do it, and get out. It's an industry now. It, it's it's everything these days is about getting the most out of people for the least amount of time. So people can't be creative. Like you think of Led Zeppelin, they locked themselves away in a mansion and they wrote Stairway to Heaven. But they had that time to do that, where artists now don't. They say, seven songs, True. you have two weeks to do it. Well, not even that, they haven't time in their life to go, you know, um, they haven't got kind of quiet time to be introspective anywhere in their general day-to-day life. Yeah. And they don't want to um, either. And they know that it won't sell either anyway to, that if uh, you do 
make stuff too deep and too maybe pressing it's, yeah. it's not going to be seller either people yeah. want the, the two and a half minute happy sound really <laughs> good it's true and he can be that's why he's a, he's a torture at all, but the music yeah, but comes out though. Isn't that always the interesting way? Right? Yeah. A, quick, a quick beat, a pop beat, it's catchy. Or like, you know, if you listen to a song that you like straight away, it's usually shite you listen to it more than two or three times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Things, that, things that have meaning take a bit of time to listen and understand it. Do you know what I mean? But new fucking world isn't. Yeah. That doesn't sell. It's, it's just a an quick beat. Like, but also, you think of the But there was a real, like, sad scene mm. yeah. and a folk revival and all that. I, I don't know enough about the compounds. I know it, yeah. I understand that uh, it was creative types gravitated towards Ireland from the continent and everything to be part of um, Steve Cooney, who's Australian, was uh, They gravitated towards Ireland in the 80s or 70s or whatever and uh, you know this sort of experiment as such as you see in TG Carr now and again and um, they used to do great stuff TG Carr unbelievable stuff but there was a it was yeah again a little bit based around culture Irish culture um, which had a value still then um, is it it was um, it's not as prominent, I'd say. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to, to comment on something like that without spending a long time talking mm. about it. Uh, I, I think it's definitely, there's, of course, there's still a pride in, in our country and all that. But, uh, like, does it seem like a, a euphoria um, in that time? If you, I mean, if you add up in Italian 90, Euro 88, that sort of stuff, like... Uh, it was uh, it was definitely a high point in in forever. Yes, yeah. I still think that you know nowadays people love the old songs and there's something to it that can still sell more than like if I got behind the guitar and I played the latest Rihanna song, there'd be a few people like singing they're drunk or whatever like that. But if I played a song from seventy years ago, or if I played a song from Sean South and Gary Owen, something like that. If you played something cultural, people create people, people remember it. They and people remember that yeah, and they, yeah. they like that. It doesn't matter how well you can But you're not, you're not gonna sell it on a big scale. No, you won't on a, on a local scale. You think you're going to X Factor and playing fucking, you know, black and tan or something less political that's yeah. um Lakes of Train or something like that. Mm. Like it's a nice sound, but who knows that sound, you know? Mm. Now, but I it's think not you won't factor at all. Like, that's the problem, which you yeah. said there. But that is yeah. the problem, isn't it? The, yeah, it's it's whole, it's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's, the X Factor whole thing is the package of the looks, the selling point, and the, the voice. And where I could listen to a guy play who has an okay voice, and he can play all the songs that everyone loves, and that would lift the place. You know, there's, there's songs like my uncle played it, my father's 60. It's not as if he's. The, he has a trained vocal voice, mm. but he rocked the place. And he played all the old songs, you know, and everyone loved it, you know. And it's, it, that's Irish, that's Ireland. You play yeah. till you have a few points. Everyone's jolly, everyone's in a good humour. Everyone's not a part of peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was um, that was it. Um, for some reason, I can say that's that's as prevalent now. Obviously, it's, when you hear something like that, you're going, oh yeah. 
that I do remember that, but it's not something yeah. we run into very often. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually yeah. something that was synonymous with here. Yeah. There was a real storytelling scene and uh, fireside singers and all that. And uh, they, I can't remember when it, how often it was, once a month, I'd say. And fireside singers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're called. Um, and they go to different pubs, like, and you'd have, you could have people from Alan Wood, you have people from Guinea Lanka, from Barrowhouse and Leash. The people, yeah, the people come from different uh, parts of the area. Well, decent distances apart, yeah. and they come and they have their their. Um, and they'd learn things, they'd have new things every two or three months, they'd have a new song, you yeah, know, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you pick it up from the, ne from yeah, the next poem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know what's interesting? They'd even compose their own little stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a really yeah, funny one, I'd love to hear it again. Um, uh, the Dinny Langton, or not Dinny Langton, actually Dinny Donovan, there's a lad you should get sometime. Yeah. Uh, he's a character, but Dinny is an out and out um, ballerina man. And, uh, not far from me, so. No, but he wrote a song, or I don't know if he wrote a song, but he used to compose it anyway. He, he had, uh, or he used to, to perform it here, and uh, it was based upon. The, 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 he used to characterise Kildare '98 as like a basketball team. You wouldn't give them the credit for being a football team, right? And he, he wrote along the lines of his, and uh, he uh, he had it then to the to the Wurundi good because they were being. Um, backed by the Arabs like in the National Stud, right? So he put a tea towel on his head, right? And he started to hand about It's a good long song yeah, like yeah. and he'd have some of the funniest stuff you'd ever hear and it was like some sneer like uh, and but he had he had the, the not a tea towel, he had a bit more to oh, yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah. And 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 I can't remember a bit but I remember bits about it and but he go about anyway to in, in, in his version of events, Kildare couldn't, couldn't kick the ball, like, you know, the, so they were all going for the hand passing. It was probably a bit of envy at the time, like, you know, Leash versus Kildare, like, you know. But, you know it, it almost baffled me sometimes, though, you know, when you see, um, you know, everyone sings the 1916 tunes, or the Rebel songs from years ago. Yeah. But when them lads, now we get a little bit political in Irish history now, but when them lads were standing with the GPO or locked in there, they reckon that less than 20% of the country supported them. They were scumbags, you know, the That's what they thought, yeah. you know, they were... There was tomatoes thrown, they were fishing in their Every young man, every young lad that goes out doesn't know about Irish history. No, no. Yeah. It's, 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 everyone loves the same with grandfathers in the area. Yeah. And they always say, of the, the certain area, or a certain year. Yeah. And it's because it, it's alright to follow that. Mm. But at the time, they were the worst scumbags in the world. That's what they yeah. And the same oh. thing, is any fucking revolution won't be televised. That's you know what I mean? They're, the, they're the anti culture yeah. thing. That's what they are. A little bit of that has happened, happened in Ireland yeah. at the moment. And it, it's probably a hot topic too. But there seems to be a lot of legislation coming in from. Europe and other global parts that some people are standing up and they're being tired in a certain way and pushed aside. And I think that, you know, in in, in the future and maybe 10, 15 years we'll look back and think, you know, again, they were right, you know, they were standing up for the freedoms at the same time. I think we're going through that kind of revolution now in a little bit, you know. There is a bit of that political stuff going on. There's a lot of tension 
in Ireland at the moment. Yeah. Willie would sit down, but he said to me he's very busy up there. Um, yeah. It is a place deep in uh, yeah. history. Did you ever play pro? Play what? Play yeah. Or? Yeah. No, I never did. No, no, we never did. No. Never look at boxing. Any, any sports? <laughs> any sports you're into? No, no. Just I and I, I probably should have played. I think back, I would have liked to play, but yeah, just I think it is. My main is we did that episode three together like four years ago. And Kevin was talking about the utility of Gaelic football and being a team sport and how that translated into his work life being a team player that way. And the adversity it causes because you have different personalities, yeah, exactly. It teaches you a lot, yeah, yeah, it does teach you a lot because you're up on a Sunday morning. You're in the elements, first of all, which is a stressor, which builds character, I think, you know. And a friend of mine was in the army, and he always said to me, you're out running in the rain and the cold. You, you build character. You're, you're building their stressors against your body. I'd say it's right there, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, um, like, we live in the Northern Hemisphere, obviously, Ireland, where we have them cold, wet weathers more than anything else. And they reckon that makes people tough against life scenarios. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're going out... A lot of people are like, you think Gaelic football, it's not soccer where people are getting paid, this and that. They're stressed. Even for the professional guys, they're out there for the love of it. They're out in the bad weather. They're out for the passion of it. And you're relying on your teammates. It's People are bawling their eyes out when they lose these games. You know, these yeah. are, this is massive to them. Um, there's no, it's not as if they're four million on the line or they're going to get transferred to a different club for whatever million. It's just pure for representing their county. This is it. This um, is it. So like it's it's I think that's a bit of magic about Ireland too. It is magic. I, 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 you I, rarely get that. Like you can go to America and there's basketball. You can go to England and there's soccer. And you can you know all yeah. these baseball or whatever. Yeah. Where you can go to Ireland and there's and and you tell people like these aren't professionals. They're not getting paid. Like you know. And you won't so, get oh, um, like you get never get something in those countries like. Uh, when Clare won the All Ireland, it was I can't remember what was it, 2012 or was it? But remember, in around that year, 2012, 2013, or 14, and uh, they brought him to a party. Remember that? And played him there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, dressing him afterwards, um, and remember Walford were trying to win so long, and uh, I think Dan Shanahan probably played in the final. He, he did. Then he was it. Uh, with Derek McGrath, yeah. um, and they got another final, didn't they? Or maybe they got, I don't think they got to find, but there was a famous picture of you had Dan had his head, do you remember, over yeah, yeah. on Derek McGrath's head, like, and he was just so depressed. Like, but the, he tried everything. Yeah, he, 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 he tried everything. Even the is, like, even the guys that are beating them are upset for them. You see them down with them. The yeah, floor, you know, yeah. They all know each other from back and forth over the years. But mutual respect. Though. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's mutual respect. They're both yeah. going through the hardship of it. You know. They try to do something, as you said, on a voluntary level. Uh, to, you know, what would you call it? It's, it's madness, I suppose, in a way. But uh, it's a madness to... It's addictive to an Irish fellow, it, isn't it? It's a healthy madness. It is. It's not as if yeah. it's a bad addiction yeah. to yeah. whatever substance it's. Uh, yeah. They're out running with the boys and there's all the rest. I was saying again about our third podcast early on where you were saying how to transfer it to your work life, you know, the team building aspects of playing yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Because you were playing, you and David Thornton on the boys from, geez, what was it, under 11s? Under 10s? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 under nines, yeah. yeah, all the way up. Um, and I think it's like a few lads on with the army when you're going through that together. Yeah, you're going through all them wars. They're little wars. They're mini wars, mm. and they're the elements are bad, and they're against this team and that team, and this is tough for the ground is bad, and the pitch was shite, and you know you're you're, you're building it up. And, but maybe you do remember. Well, there's like, something that Sparta do. Well, I do completely beyond respect for Irish boys, like, but there's something that's sort of fabric of Irish boys, for certain people. Like, Vinny, like, how long, what, what age do you first start playing sport? Young, young, seven or eight. Yeah, and you're still playing. Yeah, but on lower level, I'm getting Like you're almost thirty years playing sport. Like, if you, you say, if anyone wants to be reminded of that, but like you, you've you've had some injuries. Like no, I was fortunate enough. Really? Yeah, only ankles, and that was mainly because of the soccer. Just just turn the fast. Not get tackled. That's what judging the ball get me. And I did it in the, when we played, who were we playing up in Newbridge in the championship? Um, Raheem's. Was it Raheem's we were winning and I went down on the ball and your man was, I remember the ball. When he was winning, I think it was Raheem's just playing. Yeah, yeah but I remember the injury, I, I, I thought I did my cruise but I didn't. Uh, I remember I was going over a ball, I could see your man running over to me. And I was going over and I put my leg down and he, he actually tripped on the side of him. Of the, on the grass, we hit and I saw that he fell and he fell into my standing knee and he bit my knee inside it. I was sore and I was on crutches for, I was only on crutches for about a week, but I, was, I only uh, tore like, uh, or strain, I think the, the, the physio said, strain my uh, ligaments in my knee, like, so it wasn't too bad. You, you're finding it hard to let go of walking away from it, aren't you? Like, I know, no, like, I'm, I'm sometimes it's injured now, about three years. Oh yeah, and you're happy enough. You're in collection. I play soccer, that's all. I play yeah. soccer. I in collection, No, it's not Pats. Oh, so you still say Pats? Yeah, yeah. 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 But if it becomes, yeah. it becomes mm. a part of like, it's 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 over. Over. Like, the game. It's taking over. The whole division of the game part of, like, part of your life. We went to the school, we were in class learning. Like, yeah. You know, give the, give the lads a slag and I went, oh, I'm playing on Saturday. That's all I talked about for a week. Yeah. And I played on Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, that was just it was part of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't play for that, but I know two of stories of me on the pitch. And I used to play for Moon Celtic years ago. And uh, I was always benched and I was never put on, you know. Yeah. But uh, there was a time I was put on for the last 10 minutes of the game. And everyone got in for this free kick. And I was kind of half <laughs> in the midfield line. And uh, it bounced off the handling bars, or not the handling bars, it bounced off the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> But it came up to me and it was just me and the goalie. And then uh, the manager had gone so much through it was man uh, Vinny Costigan or something like that. He destroyed him because he was caught in the offside rule. And I still was unsure what the offside rule was. So we're running up the pitch and the goalie was there and I can hear Vinny's like, what? No, he was outside, he got it and I, thought, I was shouting him to shoot because we got a counter attack. Yeah. Goalkeeper would come down and he, for some reason he shot it from a massive distance and he missed it. Like, uh, instead of going up close, yeah. I was like, oh, have a shot. Like, and then the keeper had to die. I can't remember we won or lost that match. But you're talking about there, like 25 years. Yeah, oh, we were young enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
definitely. Like, we were definitely but in like, the team last year. But like, I remember playing for even Grange, like back in back in the day or whatever like that. And Kev came to. Do you come up to the Curra or something, Kev? And I was on. Was it Grange? Yeah, yeah. And Kevin reckoned like uh, just too too much of a temper sometimes on the pitch. So we're like, come on, your man took the ball off. Kevin probably funnier than that. No, I don't know. I got the ball off, like rougher than I probably should have. And then they pulled his pants down or something. What? Yeah, that's why he pulled his pants down. Let's go. Playing football is good. We're like we're going back 25 years or more, you know. That's not play anymore that we were talking about. Oh. Okay, if you want to pick it back up over Mayo, maybe. Without Daryl Lashley for first time, isn't it? They stand back with Daryl Lashley for first time, I suppose. Trying to get some sort of fitness in the evening. Why are you tuning in, really? I'm just gone 25. Are you moving up still? Sorry? Are you moving up still? Yeah, I'm moving up still. I have two kids. Well, Callum's old enough, Callum's only 15. After the two I keep me busy. Because some people do say that, like, some people are like, oh, you're all playing Gano until you're like, like, you're kind of like, done, until you're kind of gone, like, done, yeah. gone. Because you look at, like, the one the lads there, he's, well, he's, well, he's in his 40s, like, he's well able, like, done, so, so now they're only playing, they're well, still well fit enough and able to play at that standard, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a big commitment though, as well, so you do oh, that's it, There's not a trend, then you have to, you'll have like team bonding sessions, I suppose, which really, mm-hmm. they used to have a lot of, and we had a good few now, like Wexford, went to, like a lot of us, uh, ex-managers there, like, uh, we had us down in place down in Wexford, Curran and all that, like, it's great crack, like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good experience. It's hard really for young kids, like, I know about going to a treadmill, and like, everyone there is in the like, 50s and 60s. I say you have a few medals all the same, Vinny, have you? I have a few now, yeah. yeah. I have a little bit, yeah. Right. I mean, it happened back in 2015. It's good one. Have yeah. you won one? Did you win? Were you in the juniors? Juniors, no. I just started like about two years after. Right? Uh, you have a Division 2 at least, if not two yeah, of them. Yeah, two, yeah. Have you? Yeah, he's it's so bad. That's good. That's good. Career. Well, we always felt short then. Yeah, that's good. You did good. You always had a good trouble. Yeah, a couple of <coughs> couple of years there as well, and I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, have them trophies at home. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to look at them. I remember when I sat off first, my mum got like a little plaque. Don't she had the, the little, don't you get the little medals like the little Yeah, yeah, yeah. It filled the back door like a little way. Had a bag in it. Do you have all of them? Uh, I have a good feeling there, yeah. There's some of like Aaron Great, or sometimes you get the runner up ones, which are hung up as well, and they have not. Well, there's sometimes to do have the runner up. Depends what kind of level it was at, like. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to go in a home trophy back in the game, and Kevin would have a plaque on the wall, and Danny had a plaque on the wall. They have all their medals. And he used to just walk away. Grab a pen. But you know, it does make a difference. So, like, we moved around a good bit when I was that age. So, like, when, when the lads were playing with their. Like, Danny was playing with the lads at 7 or 8, or Kevin or 9 or 10. Which we, we were in six different houses at that stage. Yeah, yeah. In Dublin and McGainy and Muller uh, Mast and all that. Yeah. So you couldn't have matches, you couldn't have a club, you couldn't have friends at that yeah. age. Yeah. Uh, and then when I landed in Levistown at nine, it was only two years there before you were going to Castle Irma School. And then, you know, you were, I've never been, you know, kind of a blow in then feeling, you know, yeah. that stage. So the years had gone nearly. So it was kind of when you were a teenager, me and you started trying to mm. pick it up a bit. Mm. But your lads were playing years, and you could, it was hard to get a game in that stage, you know? Um, yeah, what about you, Tim? Grange, yeah. If you consider Moon and Castle Dermot were kind of tie all around you, what was Grange? There was no Gaelic club in Moon, but yeah. uh, there was uh, a club. Um, it was a school team, it was um, kind of. Back on like, probably when you were ten or eleven or twelve, um, I suppose what got me going was Aidan Pullen would be in a big part of it. Um, he was uh, kind of uh, real staunch. Played in the sixties teams. He's probably in the pictures on the wall out there. But he always knew as well though. Like there was an incredible amount of presence playing on it. Like Grange Nolvin, Townsland was like if you go from Doyle's, um, uh, Kelly's, Connolly's, Cullen's used to live there and they lived in Kilkee then afterwards. Mm -hmm. That'd be Brian and Tomas's family. Um, So, sport. Football, Gaelic football meant Grange really. Once you turned the corner and, and came across the Grange of the Road to me, yeah. it just seemed that everyone uh, was into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, I remember passing the, it's a different world now, but they passing, like, uh, there'd be 15 kids out playing in a farmer's field, just kicking the ball. I remember thinking, just, that's, I'd love to be part of that, actually, yeah, that sort yeah. of way. And, um, so I suppose there was no there was no other team there was no underage team even in in Moon from twelve on. So then Aidan Cullen started working his magic and bringing us ten of us in the Renault Four van to um, Grange and we go in and Tom Tyke trained and they were the two main men I can really remember of that era. Um, terrible terrible likeable men though, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and terribly easy to, 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 you understood that they were working hard laying blocks during the day and they were going to be the effort of doing this at night. I'm the chairman. Still, yeah. yeah really I'm the chairman, yeah. How long is that? Oh, well it wasn't continuous like, I, um, uh, yeah, um, 
three years again now. And What's the squad like there at the moment? Oh, it's good, it's yeah. good, very good. Um, see, the lads around the uh, corner there, the, yeah. the three of the, the Killian, um, Oren, and uh, Fiona around the corner there. No, we're, we're, like, we're decent, very decent, um, I suppose. Um, where are you saying too much in front of me, Paul yeah. on camera, but uh, like, Ash, look, Milham won the this year and more looked from and won in Leinster as well and um, went one more than we 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 come in short from that you know five or six oh, they did yeah yeah they did yeah and um should we ask by a point to them so um hopefully that's a rough you know but it's junior strong into there there's a lot of strong yeah, clubs into there yeah, a lot of strong junior clubs into there and getting stronger again actually um to be fair um so you take not for granted at any given time. Well, try your best. That's all you can do year in year out. You know. Look at Bill's character. Yeah. The team spirit side of it, and being able the elements. And yeah. All the rest. And the same with Hunt. We're talking about there, you know. Yeah. They don't seem like they naturally go together, but they do. But we talk about it like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, it? yeah. We should. I tell you what. We should do at some stage. We should probably make a. Kind of itinerary or something like that. I think. Do you know what I mean? To have, uh, um, you know, um, you have uh, you focus in on kind of you. You got um, a reference there to Big Tom and that there. Um, yeah. Um, that, yeah. That was uh, stuff like that was. Uh, that probably deserves a podcast on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the people to to tell Happy Thomas Lovely Man. Yeah. Lovely Man. Yeah, lovely man yeah. Quite a long time now. Quite a long time, yeah. Um well lovely man. Um, he was a president for of the Steve Mill Company for a little while. Probably was, yeah. Um going yeah. back again, you know. Yeah. Big into the fishing too, a really good a really brilliant fisherman. Was he? Oh, brilliant fisherman. You should have seen him. He, that's we live right across from the barrow, and they always say. I was often in the house. You live down in McGainy there. Yeah, yeah, I believe before it was Mick Walls, it was Leo. Yeah. Oh no, where you live now, you're talking about. Right? I remember you used to come down to where the drawbridge is. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And so you're talking about the whole house? Yeah. Yeah, we used to fish out the back of that. Yeah, and okay. Where the canal meets the. But you the know what place now? Or the, the, yeah, I do, yeah. It was Leo McGarvey. McDarby. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Would you not him? I knew who he was. He you would was, have been older. Ah, he was, yeah. Um, that was an old cottage. Leo McDarby, was it? Yeah, that's where Leo McDarby used to do land reclamation, which you mind. Uh, uh, him and Stephen, another, Simon, Simon Bourne used to have a digger and a bulldozer. He used to do land reclamation. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be cautious about saying this, but I think he might have been fairly active in local politics too, is he? I don't know no, about any of that. Yeah. All I know is that he builds that house in Did he? the yeah, 60s. Yeah, that, well that would be right. I went down to the shed and it was inscribed in the concrete in 1964, and I'm guessing maybe that's when they built it. And I think, yeah, we've all brought it to the bones and rebuilt it as a modern house in 94, 96 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we're right across from the barrel. Yeah. And I always thought, geez. Must be some fishing there when you Yeah, doing, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I even just get a few kayaks, you know, like you're, you're out in it, you know. 
But it's a busy spot for fishing. Oh, it's really busy down there. Busy now, for walking, busy for fishing. Yeah. Power tracks are raised up. Yeah. yeah. I'm nearly talked out by it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. You have the advantage of being drinking and stuff there. A fair play for coming down. No, not at all. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, um, we, we should. You should try and do that with Adrian. And yes. let him off and just uh, really. Well, let, what he I might do is I might tie in with you this week yeah. later on with a phone call and we can. Yeah, he has the history of some amazing. He's a few lads, I think that'd be very interesting. He is a few lads still kind of probably with the knowledge around the place. Um, historians, local historians. Well, kind of low, well, yeah, they're probably not as many as Mr. Worlds, but mm-hmm. there are but probably. Um, there's guys who know their stuff there and they'll be. It'd be really interesting for this. Yeah, you know, funny crow there sit beside you. Like I remember when I was first friends with crow. He, he told me, "Where are you living?" I said, "Castle Army." He goes, "Oh yeah, that was one of the first men who brought the English into Ireland, uh, Dermot, wasn't it?" And uh, I didn't know that till years later when you were telling me about. It. But all the old old songs, you know, um, what's that song uh, written by the Carol. written by the letters? Oh fucking! Of the lads who. Um, Kilkelly. Kilkelly, Ireland. And you can see all the letters written, and it's all written by the letters from the people who left or couldn't come back. And, uh, I think in Wicklow, where you are, there's a lot of. They, they hold a lot of deep history, don't they? It's, it's, it's a lot of unplugged from the town's lands, in a way. It was, it was the last stronghold in Ireland. It was 400 years. Where, which was? Wicklow. Was it? Yeah. 400 years after the rest of Ireland. They okay. followed the English rule. Did they, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I played there for, that was where I mostly played. Did and, you? Yeah, yeah. But then, and then I, I played for there now for like a season, I came back. Uh, Did you? Yeah, for a season or two then. Um, That's good, that's interesting. Yeah. I remember you always had a sweeper. I mean. Stand up as a centre back, yeah, so yeah. Back yeah. To, we're, we're I don't know, because uh, I played with Casabillo <coughs> the and then they didn't have, uh, they didn't, I think it was like straight into senior. Mm. And then I left it then for, I left it, just like the guy, I left soccer for like two seasons. And then I, ke- I think I came across, I was talking about one of the lads, and they asked me to come back to uh, or, uh, be able to play at Moon, I wasn't doing anything. So I said, yeah. That's what I kicked off then. Mm. Yeah. Long standing career, no? Long standing career. Yeah. And the soon as follow the suit now. Who would you say? Uh, um, you get some of the real, like, kind of old school lads that were there. Yeah, like, who would you yeah. get? I was like, who would? And tell I, was you. A, I was saying things to someone as well, I can't make. Yeah, um, but like, you, Bunny wouldn't be too bad. Yes, he Bunny would. wouldn't be too bad. Um, you tell a bit about the football and, and yeah. tell a bit about the hunting as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, he yeah. would. Um, he, he, that was going to sit in tonight. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say he has a good few stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. Second time in the point, yeah. Huh? Hey, do you want to go in there? Is it BDSM like that? Oh, 
Sideways. I looked over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bothered. Remember you, you remember? You got the car. You, I can't remember what it was. It was the was Vector. It was Vector. Do you know where is? I can't remember who was in it. I think it was me, you, and Queen. There was about 17 people in it. Yeah, it wasn't. Because uh, I remember we went by Talkers. We were going to back road. I was like, oh, I was dying. Go back. And he, he was absolutely speeding. I was like, there's a bridge here. Flew over the bridge. I lost completely control of the car. Car landed. Spun out in dark like air. It was no, 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 and like we were driving through a tolo and he was looking at alloys for the thing and all that. Well, I had no brakes, so like he stopped and I just went over the back of him. Like he's like, what happened? Like, see, he was like, kind of thinking about it. It's like, but like everyone was so. I remember my car, like, people just thinking, fuck that. I remember I left, left my keys in my car, I just got a hammer out with a blanket and smashed it in. But then the next day, I picked up uh, uh, Paddy. And like we dropped him home, I just all I could hear was the back bag ripping, just get sick all over the car. And like ripped the paint off him. I was like, what the fuck? Well, like it's just your first car, you know. So my first car, I pulled it out of the ditch with the loader. Yeah, I could never get. Do you not remember that? I could never get the smell of mold out. I remember when I did. 
drove your car. That's where you got your first car. You found it. Yeah, my father said to me, get the loader, the chain. <laughs> <laughs> and he put the chain around the front what was of it. The factory? the factory, yeah. It was in the ditch for like three years. And I just pulled it out. Got it started. Do you remember, do you remember racing each other at one year? Yeah. It was like, one year, you fuck the floor and scream. And you try to pass each other out and it's just I'm sitting right there, like you know. And then Vinny, you, like you got the golf, because I was like obviously gone, like. And then when you got the, I got like a like four hundred. Remember you had the Honda Civic, Honda Civic one point five Honda Civic, and we used to drive out with fast. Everyone was like, Vinny in your car, everyone was raised at the gate, it's like, like scratching the shit out of your car. And like, but uh, I remember I was going to a tie at the time. Hey, wait, home. I, I, I tried to start your honest image. There's a knack to it. Why were you even trying? I was trying to get out of there. I was trying to, like, I was just. Like, it was in like. Take on God. Yeah, I was trying to roll up the road so you couldn't come and take it. Two of you want more points. I have points. I have one. He took no, my key. Oh, yeah. He took my key and went home. What? And I know where to stay. Triple Vodka's left. We just pay back for all the time. I said, man, did he get near the window? That happened in Dublin. Two of us were like, we're sitting in the hall. I remember standing in the in the doorway. We're sitting there, we're waiting for him. I'm posing like being drunk, but he just went like this. Just walked out. I remember that time, I felt bad about that. I felt, I mean, I remember feeling bad about that. That's the only way we did it. The only way we did it. I remember feeling bad. The next day I said to him, he goes, It was just so funny to see him. Just like, walk out, taxi, and I look at Tag, Tag's been walking like, Hey, come on. He's just going in. I was like, you stood there and I said, I can't remember my idea. Do you remember? No, like, I, I never know. When we, when we were, like, in Falls, like, we got to some, like, I actually thought, like, some of the craziest stories are from then on. Oh, like Sligo. Not even Sligo. I remember being in, Fall, in Phase 2 and we were going with the lads from Lucan. Remember that crow and, like, uh, what? Mick Red. And uh, we were walking on top of the crossover for the motorway and all the pissing the rain like it taking trolling and just uh, <laughs> it just walls being broken and yeah. like even go to Sligo Sligo was a mess yeah but, like neither of us want to even go back there anymore like I remember like years later we're like we haven't been reunited to Sligo on tours like ah it's done like, it's, I wouldn't only go back would you go back I would go back yeah. would you go back for a long time we didn't want to go back <laughs> I remember the first year I had was we were in Sligo and we were hiding out in Galway for a little while because the guards knew our range. What are you going to do with me? I just see this now. Public figure. I probably should clip. I can't remember all that tomorrow. We'll go through and be like, because I can't put any of this. We have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do this. I can't put any of this. I'm going to just do another one. I 
That's what happened. But you, we think about we're talking about like 13, 14 years ago. It's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna try double that. Double count. Better hand. Yeah. Not every one better. Yeah. We're pretty rapid now. We. It's a rap. It's a rap. Oh, they do. They look at the camera and I'm like, yo. <laughs> Hit that like button and subscribe. Okay, we're gonna wrap. Yeah. Do you want me to get the camera closer? Next time. Till next time. Do you have a call? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's like, we're still jumping in. Get a point of mic. Yeah. <laughs>